My name is Brian, and I'm the lead pastor at Grand Valley Church. We hope that this message helps you explore faith and connect with Jesus. Good morning, and welcome to Grand Valley Church Online. My name is Brian, and I'm excited that you're here with us. Today, we are launching a new series called Simply Kingdom, and our service is going to be about 25 minutes long. But something I want to invite you to do, if you call Grand Valley your home church, is that we are on a mission together to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus. And your financial partnership is a huge part of what makes that possible. And so I want to say a big thank you to everyone who has been making giving a priority, and also a thank you to everyone who maybe wants to give, but maybe your circumstances aren't allowing that right now. Something that you can do that helps us out, and it may seem small, but it makes a big difference, is just subscribing to our YouTube channel and then liking and sharing our videos and our posts on social media because all those things help our message about Jesus reach people that way. And so if you want to give online, you can do that by going to mygrandvalley.ca slash give. And another way you can support us is just by helping share this message. If this is a sermon that helps you, maybe you know someone that would like to hear this message as well, and you could send it to them or do a watch party with them, or maybe even invite them into your home to watch the service together and discuss and pray with each other. Maybe that's something you could try. Good morning, everyone. My name is Vicki, and I am fascinated by the tiny house movement. Do you know about it? There are these people from all kinds of walks of life, all over the world, who are embracing creating and living in small spaces. There are tiny houses, which are just that, very small house builds, frequently built on trailers for mobility if it's needed, or those that live in RVs or campers year-round, or people that convert buses or vans into homes in order to be able to live in them. I love to watch videos of builds or tours of the tiny homes to see the decisions that people have made as they've built or bought their tiny homes because the best homes are the ones where they have considered every aspect of their lives and every inch of their space and been intentional about every little decision that goes into their home. You can learn so much about someone's perspective when you see the decisions they've been very careful to make about where they're going to live and what they've decided to surround themselves with. In my investigations of tiny homes, I've seen families that choose to live smaller because they want it to be debt-free. I've seen people who have chosen a tiny home because they wanted to move every few months to travel with their job. I've seen couples who value adventure, who put their whole lives into a van so they can travel the world. Many of these homes, though tiny and portable, are beautiful, and they have specific aspects unique to the passions of the occupants. A place to store surfboards, room for musical equipment, extra space for a pantry if they love cooking, whether whether or not they want to shower, or even in one that I've seen, they determined that other things were of more of a priority than the need for a toilet. When space is at a premium, priorities become pretty clear. This has helped me see that perspective shapes our priorities, and priorities shape our actions. I've seen this cross between perspective and priorities clearly in my own life. A year and a half ago, my father had a heart attack. Two months later, my mother-in-law did as well. My father survived, my mother-in-law did not. Those events changed my perspective. I no longer expect that loved ones are going to be around forever. A future with them does not seem guaranteed. That change in perspective has affected my priorities. 
In instances, when I have to choose between spending time with family or something else, I choose family. My priorities shape my actions. We are beginning a new series today called Simply Kingdom and has a lot to do with perspective. The kingdom of heaven is something that Jesus taught his followers about. The kingdom of heaven, sometimes called the kingdom of God, is what is established when the whole world is reshaped and transformed into what it's supposed to be in relationship with God. When Jesus was teaching this kingdom perspective to his followers, one of his teaching methods that he used was parables. Parables are short stories that made his followers think and have to work to understand his teachings. His parables and the rest of his teachings were recorded by some of his followers named Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we have a record uh, in the Bible that you can look at. In every parable, the listener or reader is invited to place themselves into the parable, and then they are then able to get a glimpse of what the kingdom is like. In each parable, Jesus had a specific point in teaching. He usually started with the phrase, the kingdom of heaven is like. The biggest takeaway from parables is the perspective on the world that they give us. Sometimes we will see a direct application for our own lives personally that Jesus did not explicitly say, but that fits into the perspective that he was providing. As we follow Jesus, he gives us his perspective on the world, helping us to see the world through a kingdom of heaven mindset instead of focusing on our selfish ambitions. Each parable gives us an opportunity to evaluate our perspective and see if they align with the kingdom of heaven. Today we're going to explore three parables and what they reveal about the kingdom of heaven. The first is called the parable of the hidden treasure. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. There are a few things that I'd like us to notice about this passage. First, this man is not searching. He just finds the treasure. And the emphasis here is on the supreme worth of the treasure. He is so excited about this that he sells everything so that he can have it. It's not about the self-sacrifice. It's about how excited he is to own this, that he will do anything. No sacrifice was too great compared to the joy of achieving it. And Jesus is sho showing us that nothing is worth more than the kingdom of heaven. The second parable is called the parable of the pearl. And Jesus said, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. A few things that I would like us to notice about this one is that in this one, the merchant is deliberately searching. The point is not that he tries to buy his way into the kingdom, but that he recognizes the value. His job is value, and he recognizes it. And he sells everything again so that he can um, grasp onto this value. These parables do a good job of illustrating the different ways that our faith can develop. Some of us just stumble upon va the value of living with God. We were not necessarily looking for it directly, but we've discovered it, and we recognize it is worthy of immediate action to make sure that we are a part of it. We adjust our lives accordingly and make the changes we need to acquire the treasure that we've discovered. This may be your story of how you became a Jesus follower, or the story of someone you know. You weren't necessarily looking for God, but he found you. You changed your life 
because of the incredibly valuable treasure that you found. Others of us have spent considerable time looking for true value. We've become experts at recognizing things that are worthwhile and evaluating them. And then, because we are good at appraising things, after we examined being a Jesus follower, we came to the conclusion, whoa, this has incredible value. And we give up everything we need to that we had previously considered valuable in order to claim what God is offering us because we know that this, this is more valuable than anything we've previously encountered. Jesus is saying that this is what the kingdom is like. Don't worry about how you found it or what your approach has been like. The point is that it has incredible value and you've recognized it. Recognizing the value causes us to act because we know that it's worth it. Recognizing that value changes our lives because it gives us a new perspective on everything. Perspective shapes priorities. Priorities shape actions. Because of that, we need to be conscious of our perspective. When I feel overwhelmed by a negative or self-centered perspective, there's a certain song that I listen to. The song is called I Need You More. It's a repetitive song that talks about needing God more than the air we breathe or our next heartbeat. And I find it shifts me into a kingdom perspective. Though it's not in the lyrics, the change in perspective of the song, it reminds me that God is active in the world. It reminds me that Christ came down to live among us, to suffer among us, to be violently murdered among us in order to remove all of the barriers between us and him so that we could have a relationship with him. That change in perspective affects how I act in any situation. It helps me make sure that my priorities are aligned with the kingdom of heaven instead of just my own. My thoughts in life can get pretty messy when I'm not intentional about building into God's kingdom instead of my own. One of the words that's used to describe our relationship with God as Jesus followers is that we are made heirs with Jesus. Heirs are ones who benefit from the kingdom, but also do the work of the kingdom. As Jesus followers, we are invited to be a part of the work of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said the kingdom of God is like finding out this reality, realizing how valuable and precious it is, and then doing what's necessary to become a part of it because we know that it's worth it. It's not just something that we think is valuable. It's something that we can see the value in. In both of the parables that we just read, they saw the end goal. They knew it was worth it, and they worked toward achieving it. We may not be able to completely see or understand the kingdom of heaven, but we can see enough to understand its value. We can see that it's changing us. We can see that it's changing other people. And we can choose to move forward, to work with God in what he is creating. We have a choice to be Jesus followers. Every day, we have the choice to build something of our own, using our own wisdom and perspective, or to align ourselves with Jesus' kingdom perspective and build his kingdom with him. Another parable that Jesus told as he was explaining the kingdom of God to his followers was a parable called the wise and foolish builders. And he said this, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. 
Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. This is key. When we discover the treasure, that pearl, the teachings that Jesus has given us, are we building them into the foundations of our lives? As that parable makes clear, crisis reveals our foundations. In this day and age, you can build your life on and with whatever you would like. But will it hold in the greatest storms of your life? Will it hold through the storms that the world throws at you? Jesus' teaching, teachings will hold through any storm. Jesus' teachings are not dependent on how much money we have. They are not dependent on our job stability. They're not dependent on our own health. They are not dependent on our own goodness. They are based on an eternal, unshakable kingdom where God is king, where everyone has value and purpose, where justice reigns and the weak and poor are protected, where people have what they need for each day, where forgiveness is rampant, and where everyone can have a relationship with God. I think each of us should consider, what are we building into our lives? What are we building our lives on? Are we building in Jesus' teachings that will hold us through all things? Are we allowing the perspective of the kingdom to change us and our priorities? Are we building his kingdom or our own? Perhaps you aren't even sure what Jesus' teachings are or why they make a difference. That's awesome. You're like the merchant on the hunt for value. I think it's worth the hunt. I think if you keep investigating, you'll find something that's of greater value than you can imagine. Something worth changing your life to acquire. Something worth building your life on. Next week, as we talk more about this kingdom that Jesus was talking about and how some of um, what he taught was different than his followers were expecting, we will see more of the value of what it has for our life. Until then, I would like you to, to invite you to consider a few questions. The first, if you are being honest with yourself, what would you say that your life is built on? This would be a great question to ask God um, in a listening prayer situation. Ask him the question, have a piece of paper or a journal, and then write down what he reveals to you. The second question I would like you to consider is what routine you can build into your day that would provide you with a kingdom of heaven perspective. Perhaps there's a certain worship song that you could listen to in the mornings. Perhaps there's a prayer that you could pray every day. Perhaps there's a scripture reading routine that you could start. The YouVersion app has some plans that will help you um, set a daily reminder that could be really helpful. The third question I would invite you to consider is that if someone was to evaluate your life by your actions, would they see a kingdom of your own design or would they see a life that was a part of something bigger? Would they see the kingdom of heaven? Perspective shapes priorities and priorities shape actions. The past six months have been challenging for all of us, more challenging for some than others. Dave Hollis, who I follow on Instagram, 
has been going through an especially difficult time the past few months, as his wife announced during quarantine that she wants a divorce. As he goes through this difficult time, the pieces of his life that he's been sharing have been honest and real and clearly built on a foundation sustained, sustained by God. The content that he's been sharing has inspired me to be intentional about how I spend my time and to build the right foundation into my days to ensure that I am surviving and thriving through the stormy days. As this new COVID world continues, I've had to take a real hard look at my own foundation in my life. I'm going to be honest, some of it has proven to be sandy. Some of it has been built on my own abilities and desires. The things that I thought were good or inspiring, instead of the firm, storm-withstanding foundation of the teachings of Jesus. As a result, there's been some shaky moments. I'm excited for this series because I want to be challenged. I want to examine my life and what I've been building it on. The priorities that I've been operating with, I want to hold them up to the perspective of the kingdom of God and let go of the things that I thought were of value, but pale into the face of the true value of what God has for us. The incredible value of a God who wants us with him, who wants to build something beautiful with us. As we finish up today, I would like to read the prayer called the Lord's Prayer. You're invited to read and pray along with me or just contemplate the words. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food that we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Amen. Have a good week, everyone. May your perspective this week be one that is influenced by the kingdom of God. And may the foundation of your life be built on Jesus' teachings and carry you through all storms. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you know of someone that would benefit from hearing the message you just listened to, would you do us a favor and share this podcast with them? And while you're at it, please consider subscribing to be the first to hear when our podcast is updated. If you want to join in on Sundays, our services are streaming online at 11 a.m. Central. To find out more about our church, go to mygrandvalley.ca and you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for My Grand Valley. Thanks for listening. Thank you.